Welcome to episode 72 of the Process Podcast. No excuse today. episode 72 of the process podcast i'm monte martin today we have miss javon stewart on the podcast joining us welcome to the podcast javon hey what's up everybody how you doing mr monte i'm doing pretty good i can't complain uh could you tell the listeners where you're from so that's a very tricky question um because (laughs) When you ask me where I'm from, I'm going to be Chi-Town all day till I die. Um, currently reside in Houston, Texas, and I've been here in Houston, Texas since 2012. But I am from the south side of Chicago. So, yeah, that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> what was it like growing up in the Chi? Uh, Outside. I have, you know what, I have nothing but good and fond memories of the city of Chicago, obviously because it raised me. Um, It's a very, Chicago is very interesting, Um, but what it's like, it's very fast paced, very fast paced. And and I learned a lot about life in the city of Chicago. I I went to uh, Purdue University. And on the weekends, I used to go to Chicago and I didn't know anything about Chicago coming from Tallahassee. Chicago was this huge, big, like you said, big, fast city. You know, what was your upbringing like in Chicago? Just seeing, it was just, <laughs> just me personally, I'm thinking it's a huge city, huge city. But what was it like growing up on the South Side? So, so let me paint a picture uh, for the listeners. So I uh, grew up, well, I, I was actually born on the West Side of Chicago. I was born in a fire station um, right outside the Abla homes over on, um, if anybody's in Chicago listening to this, it's uh, considered the West Side over on Racine. There's a firehouse and it still actually stands to this day. And I was born in that firehouse um, and I was later taken to a hospital on the West Side of Chicago. My life uh, pretty much was interrupted when I was five years old. I was taken away from my mother, uh, my sisters and I, and we were placed into foster care. And so 
like I said, my 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 memories of Chicago, they're still all fun, even though I had a really tough childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are I, I love the way I grew up. I, I I don't I don't think I would turn back the hands of time. Um, because I think the way I grew up in the city, um, taught me again a lot about life. So I grew up in foster care. I was a foster kid from the age of five until the age of 16 and that's when I was adopted and um, so yeah life was fast it was, it was a lot of moving around getting to know new families uh, going to different schools getting to know different you know people meeting new people I was exposed to a lot I grew up uh, in the projects the early part of my life when I lived with my mother um, up until the age of 11 I grew up in the, the projects and their um, a, a lot of people, if you follow me on social media, you may not be able to see any project in me, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was my life. And then when we were taken away from the projects, I that's when I saw a whole new world. Like we were placed in uh, foster homes that were the women were business women, professional women. Um, hardworking women coming from an environment where, you know, the women that I saw, they didn't actually go to work. And so now it's a it's a different dynamic. So I get to see something different from the age of 11 on up. Mm-hmm. What, what did you learn about yourself during that period, like looking back in retrospect? Oh, man, I learned that it was really interesting. I learned that that's where my confidence came, actually, the way I grew up. A lot of people uh, look at me and I'm a very bold, audacious uh, person. My personality is kind of big, but I believe my environment actually shaped me to the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. Story, I remember when I was around somewhere around 10 or 11 and I was running from a fight and <laughs> my um, biological auntie, she saw me running from this fight and she had some choice words. My auntie was very like loud, boisterous. I just love it. Part of part of who I am, I get a little bit from her. Mm-hmm. And she, she gave me some choice words and told me if I didn't turn around and fight those girls, I was gonna get you know my butt whooped. But she didn't say it like that. And then she said it in front of a whole lot of people. And so I had a, uh, a decision to make right then and there. Do I run away from problems? Or do I turn around and face them? And I believe ever since that day, that is where like this tenacity that I have when it comes to life and life problems, it, 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 it leads up into who I am today, where I do not run from problems. And uh, I attribute it to the way I grew up. Yes. I like, I, that's, that's powerful though. It's a hard lesson to learn, you know, school is hard enough, but it's still, it's a good lesson, valuable lesson. Yeah. Um, it, it, these uh that it's a hard not life yeah that, that was my favorite song but uh just a fun fact about me annie uh the 1981 version that is my favorite movie um because i res that that movie the whole story actually resonates with me and um so obviously when jay-z dropped that song i was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence <laughs> but i, I want to ask because you went through a system that, you know, I, I've had a couple of people on the podcast who have been homeless and different things like that. But what is it like growing up in the foster care system as an adolescent? You know, from my perspective, I think, uh, see, this is where, like, everybody goes through something 
totally different. Mm-hmm. And when we were in foster care, let me let me not include my sisters. When I was in foster care, um, no, none of my friends at at school ever believed me when when I would tell them because I was very honest about it. Hey, I'm in foster care. You know, we foster kids. You know, and they're yeah. like, not. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and they never. I never went through half none of the horror stories actually that most kids go through in foster care. I I never experienced that. Mm-hmm. The most the most damage I would say that was done was you may have um, you know foster parents who may you know like speak ill of you um, may say things like oh you ain't never gonna be anything or something like that or but it was never to the point where it was badly hurt me or abuse in any type of way it was you know it was you know like little hater comments every now and but I never experienced what I know a lot of my peers and when I say peers people who actually grew up in a foster care system who had it really really tough that was never my experience yeah and I feel like um like God knows how much somebody can handle mm-hmm. like every everything that happens in our lives I I honestly believe that they happen for reason a season um or or maybe even a lifetime and that's the same too with when people come in and out of your life I, I look at it from that perspective but I really do when I when I sit back and reflect over my life I think wow God really knew exactly what he was doing um, when it comes to strategically placing us with the families that he did and there was there was something to glean and gain from each of those families and they were on purpose when I look back and and I and I again they all had a hand in shaping me and I I love to say that I've had seven different mothers and this is including my biological mother mm-hmm. here on that kind of shaped me to who I am today. Mm-hmm. And if, if you feel comfortable, you know, what What were some lessons you learned from each of them? Let me just, I, I kind of like to go in order of from birth all the way up until adoption. And I'm not going to say names, um, okay. but, but I can't say my biological mother. I think what I gleaned from her over the years, when I look, look at her, my mother is a natural born hustler. Like when I tell you she could figure out a way to, figure out a way that's what she did always though i didn't you know i didn't grow up with her past five um she just has this natural hustle in her the next person that we went to taught me how to be fair because she was not fair at all uh when we went to her home she she would take the things that our mother bought us and give them to the other foster kids she would do like that and so even as a child uh, five years old that kind of stuck with me I'm, I'm not going to treat kids differently and that is even that's even in my parenting today because of that foster mother um that's like I'm never going to do what she did because I know how it made me feel the next person um would be my auntie even though we were we were still a ward of the state we were still we were placed in her care temporarily. And what she taught me again is to be bold and to confront problems. 
never run from problems. And I learned not to lie. <laughs> you know, we, I, I learned a valuable lesson from her, not to lie, just to be honest and be upfront. And that's where I get my vocal. Sometimes I, I it's been said to me that I, you know, a little too direct. And, um, but I think that that is, that's a good character trait to have, to be uh, brutally honest. And because you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything with you. It may sting a little bit, but my heart, my intentions in the right place. The next person um, that I was exposed to, foster parents that I was exposed to, they were actually entrepreneurs. Mm. And that was, you know, really, something to see. You don't see uh, a couple who actually have their own businesses. And I think if if I want to be honest, that's probably where my entrepreneur bug start, started. I was able to see something different. This was the first time that we had ever um, out, been outside of the projects, living in an actual home. It, so we were exposed to a whole lot of things that we had never been exposed to. Just imagine taking those project kids and placing them in a home. And so uh, I also learned the word grateful mm-hmm. at this home. And I never um, I never heard it up until that point. And I was in the seventh grade. Uh, the next home that I went to, um, this is where I live with a professional woman and who was also um, part entrepreneur, but into real estate. And so that's what I saw. I'd never seen anything like that. And this is where I learned all about affirmation, thinking positive. Oh my goodness. She used to have us to say positive things all the time. And as a kid, you hate it. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you know, it's true. If you train up a child in the way they should go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. And I went right back to um, what I hated, which was a good thing. And so that's what people see today. The next home to her work ethic was flipping phenomenal. And she and she taught me how to feed a family. <laughs> like to, to her work ethic and to feed a family. And then the the last uh, person, which was my adoptive mother, taught me how to say, I love you. I had never seen, um, nobody had ever really expressed themselves that they loved us. Um, and not even her that I can remember. But what I what I saw was I saw her and her daughter's relationship and they said I love you all the time. And I said, I am going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that when I have kids. I'm gonna do exactly that. And that's one of the things that I loved about her and her daughter's relationship is that it was just like unconditional love. And I was like, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna apply that in the mix in my life one day. Wow, wow. I think it's admirable that you are able to pull that from each experience. You know, that takes, it takes some strength. You know, it takes some some being able to look back and being able to extract exactly what you learned. How long did, did you think you t- it took you to, to do that? Or was it something that you learned in the moment or was it something you learned when you got older and kind of reflected on the experience? I think it was, it was, you know, like a grip, a gradual thing. So what I, so me naturally as a person, I always, even if you're mean, you're backstabbing, you're hateful, I'm gonna always find the good about you. That's the one thing about me. And so instead of looking at the negative, 
I chose to look at the positive with like some of some of the you know stuff. If it was bad, I I don't remember. It would take the help of my sisters to actually help me to remember that that happened because it's kind of like I block out the negativity and I just hold on to whatever was positive. Mm-hmm. And I think that gradually happened over time, but you know, with with parenthood. I, I didn't know what type of mother I was going to be. Like, I really didn't. But it just is just something about the, from the moment you conceive, it's like that's when it turned on. And I don't I don't know where, where it came from, but it um, I, I think it just gradually happened over time. And I'm big on like reading parenting books and stuff like that and parenting articles and learning from different uh, parenting styles. That's And I just incorporated to my parenting style and that's that's pretty much how I came up with it. So I think it's gradually over time. Mm-hmm, gradually over time. I feel like I do that also, like uh, not necessarily like the good and the bad, but just being able to extract the meaning from each experience, no matter what it is, you know? And I think that's a skill set that a lot of people kind of just go through the motions instead of kind of like identifying what, you know, what they felt during those experiences and what it meant to them, you know? Um, I think that's very, that's powerful, that's powerful. I want to ask, what was the next phase for you? Um, was like high school age on? Did you go to college? What was that experience like? Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I was so lost. Um, high school, I, that just, that was a blur and I wanted to get it over with. Um, and once I graduated high school, I um, I went to Columbia College Chicago for film and video because I wanted to be a producer. Mm-hmm. And I did three years and then, you know, as Kanye's uh, famous <laughs> album, the college dropped out. I dropped out <laughs> in my uh, third year and got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's my, that's my story, man. If I could really go back and do that again, I, I would probably do that again, but I, I hated high school. I had no direction uh, on what what it is that I wanted to do. I actually changed my major twice. The first time it was interactive media um, because I'm very like arty and I like, you know, I, I could do anything tech, graphic, if I really wanted to. And, uh, but film was something that really interests me because I, it, I don't know if you, or if you guys follow me on social, I'm pretty a little dramatic. I got a little flair. And uh, <laughs> I, was say, I was president of the drama club at my high school, go figure. And uh, I love to act and perform and, but I never wanted to like go to school for that. It was just like a natural thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do believe I'm utilizing bits and pieces uh, right now, even in my um, in my businesses, um, but not to the full effect, but I, I still believe I'm using them. But yeah, so I went to school for film and video, dropped out in my third year, got married, and I attempted to go back to school, um, but that was after having a, uh, you know, after having a divorce and then getting remarried, having kids, I, I tried, but it was just too much. And but it's not out the question. I'm still young. I'm yeah. still so never too late. Yes, <laughs> never too late. So I want to. I always ask, you know, after each transition, I either ask, you know, what was that transition like, or you know, what did you learn about yourself? So that's 
what I want to put forth is, you know, what did you learn about yourself during that phase of your life? Um, wow. Well, let's start my early 20s. I, I learned that I had a lot of anger built up on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was that was very apparent in um, my marriage, my first marriage, and even actually leading into my second marriage. And I, yeah, I, I, I learned that I had some, obviously those unresolved childhood issues that I kind of suppressed, the, uh, all the negative things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of spilled out into into my relationships, not just, you know, personally, but professionally as well. I had I had a really, really nasty attitude when I was in my early 20s. Like I was just, actually it was in my late teens all the way through my um, mid 20s where my attitude was horrible. It was, it was horrible. And so, yeah, that was, um, that's what that phase was like. Since you went into phases, I want to know, you know, what was the turning point in that first phase for you? The turning point was when I, when I started realizing that my, there's so much power in my energy. And that's when I realized like, oh, I can affect somebody's mood by, by the way I'm, the way I'm acting. Mm-hmm. And and I had people around me who were genuinely concerned about my poor attitude, my poor behavior. And that made me think like, you you gotta pull this together. Like you can't do this any longer. Like nobody, like why, nobody did anything to you. They really do wanna see you succeed. And so that was, it was a lot of self-reflection and just taking small steps to, you know, bettering myself. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. And um, I had, you know, I had some opportunities open for me to to move into leadership positions. And I actually had a really, really good mentor who basically told me, that I needed to, because I was walking around, I was very cocky now. Imagine, I'm 5'2". Right? <laughs> I, you know, I don't think I've ever weighed over 145 pounds. So my, you know, at that time I was probably, I had no kids. I was like 105. And so here I am, a little fireball at the party. And I had my mentor to tell me, yo, you need to know the difference between cockiness and confidence. And that was the first time somebody ever told me, um, and it had me to self-reflect. And just them telling me that did like I I did a, a whole turnaround, and it was very noticeable because that is when um, that's when I noticed you you get to decide how you want to be, and I decided that I didn't want to be that the 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 black girl with an attitude, with a chip on her shoulder and mad at the world for no reason. Well, there were reasons, but it wasn't their fault. And um, so it was was just a decision that I made. And um, just like that, turned around. And to the point where one of somebody who used to manage me, they saw me at 
they saw me at a store and they said, wow, Javon, like this, you are completely different. It was, it was, it was like noticeable because my energy is very powerful. And um, it's either I can, it's, uh, can you imagine, what's her name? Uh, uh, the X-Men, not Storm, but the Jean, is it Jean? You were like, oh, Phoenix. I don't, the one that gets real upset, the, the, the Cyclops girlfriend. Um, I can't the, think of with the glasses oh god i'm sorry x-men lovers if you're out there <laughs> but i think her name is Jean, the one that like you know she's like telepathic i don't know but anywho um like when she got really really angry like everybody could feel it and that's that's pretty much what i was um but me understanding that oh if i take this energy and turn it into a big ball of positivity they can feel that too and so i decided to let me get positive instead of negative so that phase was kind of doing the work phase that was kind of self-evaluation yeah. and reflection phase so moving mm -hmm. in, moving into phase two with that new you know attitude how was that next phase for you this phase was when children entered the, the <laughs> children actually change they 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 change and they challenge you yeah for the better because you want to you want to be better than you were yesterday for your children like there is it's a constant thing like i'm not my, my children are now my son is 15 soon to be 16 daughter is 11 soon to be 12 I'm not the same as I was, you know, when my son was three, you know, seven, you know, I'm a different person. And so during this stage, this is all about uh, prioritizing what is most important to me and my children were the most important to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's an ever growing, um, it's, it's, it's constantly, constantly uh changing again for the better and so ever since i had you know had children it's, it's just been a level up, Leveling up. Yeah. yeah each yeah. year i want i want to kind of take it in a different direction and ask you know when did you start um no excuse today you know where that that idea initiative where did it come from I mean, how um, did you start? that's a uh again it's to, to say what well, it started in the middle of the pandemic in 2020 actually um but the the, the creed has always been with me because think about it i had to learn at a very early age how to pivot being taken away from my mother uh you know not having family around all the time i had to learn how to uh move and go with and, and and can't make an excuse of why I can't do anything. So I want to say the concept started all the way back then because it shaped how I walk throughout life. Like I can't make an excuse as to why I can't do something. I just got to get up and bust a move and do it. So it was born um, in the middle of the pandemic last year, June 2020. And my... Um, it, it actually stemmed from another business that I have, um, which actually funded the No Excuse Today. Uh, and I initially 
initially no excuse today was that's my my speaking coach jeremy anderson shout out to next level speakers academy uh jeremy anderson doing my initial interview when i signed up for the program asked me what did i want to be known for and i had never really thought about that and so during my reflection time i was like this is where that whole no excuse today was actually birthed from that question no excuse today not excuses but because i have um I, I took therapy and i have to learn how to live in the moment and so i think about yesterday can't think about the future so just only think about today so the no excuse today is not about Let's be realistic. Everybody makes excuses, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm here in front like we don't. But in the moment, when you're thinking and you're conscious about it, it's no excuse today. I probably made an excuse yesterday why I didn't get this done. I may make one in the future, but not today. I'm going I'm going to execute. I'm going to slay today. As I said, I, I ask all the time, um, what have you learned about yourself as an entrepreneur? Ooh. That's a great question. Seeing that I am a DISC certified uh, coach, and although I hate that word coach, um, <laughs> I have learned so much about myself, and I advise anybody who is wanting to get into entrepreneurship or anything ship. It really starts with self awareness. Self awareness is the key, and what I've known about myself is that I've always been this um, this dynamic individual, a go-getter, you know, bold, audacious, assertive. I speak my mind. What I recently learned last year um, when I did the in-depth DISC assessment, like learning about what motivates you, and, you know, and what are you think and why you do things the way you do. What I really learned about myself is what I something that I've always had a conflict with and this is uh, this is my first time sharing it like out loud with the public that I'm not driven by monetary rewards and my uh, my in-depth uh, assessment revealed that and it, it clicked it made so much sense like I'm led to do things um, by um like that's why I do things and it, it made so much sense to me so it's like ah now that I realize that I'm not motivated by money and incentives rewards and stuff like that it's best for me to identify people who are actually motivated by those things and get them to be a part of my crew and uh, so that actually helps me as an entrepreneur um, because it, it has always been a struggle like ah but I, I want to do this but I don't want to you know it's like yeah so that's what I learned that was my aha moment last year it was more it was clarity around that area that oh I'm very driven um, you know to do things out of a sense of duty not necessarily um, out of any monetary gain I teach uh, leadership a lot because like um, that is something I'm very passionate about. Um, and it's not just, it's not leadership, the, the way most people are thinking leadership. I'm, I'm thinking leadership from within and then, then it spreads out. So if you parent, that's leadership. Um, if you, 
you know, leading others outside of the house, that's leadership. And so, but it, it does start with self first. And I've always been in the leadership role ever since I can remember, even as a little kid. I was the one the teacher left in charge. So looking back over your life thus far and everything that you shared, uh, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, let's see. What would I... I would say, Javon, be a little bit more open-minded to other people's ideas and ways of doing things and, and, and don't be so closed off. That's what I would tell you. This podcast is called The Process Podcast and, you know, we always try to figure out, you know, what does trust the process mean to individuals? So that is my question to you. you know, what, what does trust the process mean to you? Trust the process means that everything, going back to what I said earlier, everything happens for a reason. Nothing in this earth is is, is coincidence. Everything is strategic. And as a believer, that's what I choose to believe, that God has designed everything, every place, every person to interact with one another at its appointed time. Mm -hmm. And so if we have that thought process in the back of our head, whatever pain we are experiencing in the moment, we understand that there is there's purpose for that pain. There's always an appointed time for that pain. And so instead of complaining that you're going through this pain, I want you to, you, you know, try to fast forward, forward into the future and just imagine whatever I'm experiencing now, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help somebody there. And that is like literally what I tell my friends. That's what I, you know, tell my children, anybody who's willing to listen to me. If you are actually going through something and you actually get through it, that, that, that experience really wasn't for you. It was for you to go through. If you make it out on top, that experience was for you to go through. God hand selected you because he knew that you can go through it so that you can share your experience with somebody else. That is the... I, I, this is what I wholeheartedly believe, the reason we go through things. So I have always been vocal about me being in foster care and just vocal and open about my life uh, because God knew how much I could bear. God knows uh, what I'm willing to share and what I'm not afraid to share because when I am, because I have been liberated from these things, I went through them because I'm liberated, me opening up my mouth automatically liberates other people. Amen. Amen. I agree. I mean, this is the, the, the foundation of the podcast is that you go through things not only for yourself, but for someone else. That's the, like, if you are really experiencing something difficult where it's a thorn in your side, it's painful, it is literally so that you could help and share that experience with somebody else to help them through, yeah. through what they're going through. And I will add also to give God the glory because usually most of the things that we go through, we couldn't get through it without him. You know, my favorite scripture is uh, Philippians 1.12 is that uh, everything that has happened to me has happened to advance the gospel. So no matter 
how we look at it is meant for our good and you know oh uh, man don't get me to start oh man don't yes yeah. <laughs> like all of our all of our gifts our talents all of it is to advance the the kingdom of god that that's pretty much what is given to us for now we gonna have some good you know stuff in life but m most of it it is going to be hardship mm -hmm. you go through the hardship so that you can appreciate the good yeah yeah so you can level up <laughs> so you can <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing say that's what you know the the scripture um uh, that says uh thinking not strange concerning these fiery darts like what what why are we acting like baffled and like oh my god i can't no excuse we already know this is supposed to happen like let's it's coming oh yeah. go. <laughs> but uh this has been a good episode i want to uh close it out just by saying thank you for uh joining me on the podcast and show and, and telling the listeners about the layers and phases of your life and what you glean from each you know experience from your life but um i want to ask you is there any lasting words that you want to leave with the listeners i i want to share with you guys that in order for you to know where you're going in life or if you are stuck right now in life and you like really don't know where to go you have to turn within and become a more self-aware the more you know about the better you and everybody else around you are and that's very important to know more about who you are who you belong to what is your purpose in life like that becomes your responsibility when, when you become of age where you like when you get to understand life a little bit better mm -hmm. learning more about yourself is beneficial to your success on this earth where could the listeners find you if they want to you know give you feedback on this episode or tap into um, everything that you have going on i absolutely love the feedback uh one of the things that you can do if you are on instagram you can follow me at j-a-v o-n-n-e dot steward s-t-e-w-a-r-d and i'm pretty active on instagram i love to engage with my tribe there so come on up and be a part of the no excuse today tribe um if if you want to learn more about leadership development if you want to learn about soft skills you can find everything right there uh on my ig page but if you want to if you, if you don't have Instagram, uh, you can always email me at net at noexcusetoday.com. Make sure you don't put that S on there. It's not no excuses. It's no excuse. It's singular. Yeah. And of course, you guys could um, check everything out at my website, www.noexcusetoday.com. And if you don't remember any of that, you can always Google no excuse today and guess who's going to pop up. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Overcome Achieve Clothing. Allow what you have overcome to fuel the flame of persistence as you face and conquer your next challenge. Wear your truth. Overcome.
they're chanting, trust the process. <laughs> trust the process. Trust the process. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. Right? You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the industry, but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through and not to only broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.